you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living and making great art. That's what we're here to do. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can find my work on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Okay, let's talk about the syndicate of the show. <laughs> uh, Illustration Age is our syndicate. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Now, let's jump into the show. So we got our first factor meals and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef crafted dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how factor meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low calorie. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. All righty. Oh my goodness. I'm so friggin' pepped out of my mind right now. It's, I'm afraid almost to, <laughs> I'm almost afraid to record this episode because I'm feeling a little bit too peppy and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know what could happen if I, <laughs> all right, I'm done with that. Listen, I'm happy to be back. I'm ready to bring a little bit more pep into your lives. And uh, today on the episode, on the podcast, on the Creative Pep Talk podcast, I'm going to be talking about an art makeover. Do you need an art makeover? Does your portfolio need a makeover? I wanna just encourage you to step back for a minute Give your artwork a once-over and give it a new, try to see it with fresh perspective. I'm going to give you some approaches, some questions to uh, look at your work in a new light and hopefully make some big breakthroughs that, that only require a shift in perspective. You know me, you know I'm all about the long game learning the methods, educating yourself, working hard to grow and develop and take your work to the next level in the long game. You know that's what I'm all about. But today on the show, I want to talk about the real possibility of dramatic breakthrough in your creative work that happens just from changing your perspective. So for me personally, like, I don't know, just a few months ago even. I feel like maybe it was even just two months ago. Uh, so I would say like November and December 
were really chill for me. I wasn't doing any massive push and into new territory. Uh, I had gone on vacation. I had some, my in-laws from the UK came here and I just had a lot of time. Uh, not, you know, I was kind of just doing my work. Just, you know, the work that was coming in, I was just doing it like I'd always been doing it. I have this tendency to always be trying to take it to the next level. And at that moment, I kind of wasn't in that energy. I was just in this energy. I was doing the work, getting the work done. But I was also just feeling really, really reflective. I was just kind of asking myself, looking at my portfolio and trying to find new ways of thinking about it and those new, I, I kid you not, those perspectives uh, were the catalyst for some of the biggest artistic breakthroughs that I've ever had. I'm not using, I am using hyperbole, but I do actually mean it. The past month and a half, the stuff I've been making, I've never been happier about the work that I'm making right now. I'm so excited about it, and it's been energizing to be making that work. And I had gotten into this place where I was super burnt out on illustration. And so today on the show, we're going to do an art makeover. Is the portfolio that you've always dreamed of hiding right in front of your face behind a pair of glasses? There's an episode of The Office. You know, a lot of my wisdom comes from the great thinker, Michael Scott. Um, there's an episode of The Office where uh, Michael Scott and the gang go to a career fair at the local high school. And his idea is just to bring one sheet of paper because the possibilities are endless. So their booth, all it has is one sheet of paper. And uh, this kid comes up, only one kid is interested. And Heath doesn't think, Michael doesn't think this kid has what it takes to work at his amazing organization, his branch of Dunder Mifflin. And so he kind of shoos him away. And then as the day goes on and nobody else is interested in interning with Dunder Mifflin, all of a sudden he's thinking that Justin is starting to look interesting. And this is his quote. He says, Justin is the ugly girl in the movie who takes off her glasses and she's hot. And you realize she was always hot. She was just wearing glasses. And so today, <laughs> today on the podcast, this whole episode is the creative pep talk take on the classic she's all that storyline. We're going to look at your portfolio and say, let's give this thing a makeover. Maybe if we just take off these glasses. Whoa, she's stunning. Uh, <laughs> that classic outdated ridiculous theme. We're going to work with it. We're going to go with it because I like the thing underneath not the glasses, but underneath the concept. And I found this in my own career. I was seeing that the work that I wanted to be doing was just a few perspective shifts away. And I wanna tell you the questions and the ideas that led to this personal breakthrough. So let's get moving. So, number one, 
is see it for the first time. See it with new eyes. Take a long, hard look in the mirror and try to see past the familiarity. I want you to look at your art portfolio and ask yourself, if you'd never seen this portfolio before, what critique would you have? If you'd never seen this portfolio before, would you like it? Would it be to your taste? What list of notes would you give this person? I realized in my own portfolio, I was doing all kinds of things that I would tell other people not to do. There were, I was doing all kinds of things that went against my core values as an illustrator and designer. There were all these bad habits, all these things that I didn't really like. Things that you know I knew other people did that, uh, did that when I saw them do it, I hated it. And somehow they wormed themselves into my own practice. And it was just this gap this, this familiarity that was allowing those things to stay put. And so the first thing that I want you to do is go into the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror. Have you ever done that? It's a weird experience. <laughs> have you ever just looked at your face in the mirror? I have. <laughs> I sound like a complete psychopath. But every once in a while, just bear with me. Every once in a while, I'll take a <laughs> I'll take a good long look at my own face and be like, "Okay, that's what you look like at age 30. That's who you are." That and and honestly, when I've done that, I'm often kind of surprised because the image in my mind doesn't match what's in the mirror. And in that same way, when you just keep making work and you don't really think about it, you haven't really tried to be uh, analytical or strategic or given yourself a critique, the, what you envision to be your work, uh, what you envision to be what you think your creative work is, is not really what's reflective. If you go back through your Instagram, if you go back through the past songs that you've made and really try to hear them afresh, I don't know if afresh is a word, but I just invented it, uh, I think you'll be surprised. One of the things that was really, really helpful for me that I always get my MFBA students to do and I, anybody I work with, I try to encourage them to do this, is create a collection of your work whether it's on a secret Pinterest board or a playlist or whatever, a collection of the things that you really genuinely like that you don't have a major critique for. This process is so illuminating. I did this maybe six or seven months ago. I tried to put only the things that I was really excited about uh, into one board and I'll tell you what, there wasn't a ton, but you know, that wasn't the main takeaway. The main takeaway wasn't that, oh, I don't have a lot that I'm super proud of. The main takeaway was there are things that I've done that I am really proud of that I'm not doing very often. There are certain things that really, really feel right that I've kind of left in the past. 
And so that practice of taking a good, hard look in the mirror and thinking, what could I do? What could I tweak? What would I change? What would I critique? Take those glasses off and reveal the hot bod under under the glasses of your portfolio. (laughs) But I think it's also funny that these days it's almost like the move, she's all that. If it was made in this year, it would be like this plain person that doesn't have glasses and adding really cool glasses to them. Uh, So that's kind of an update. So maybe you need to add glasses. (laughs) I don't know. All right, let's move on to the next point. All right, step two for the creative pep talk, art makeover. Uh, All right, so step two is let go. Have you ever heard of the old couch syndrome? Like there are things in your house that you've grown accustomed to. They've grown into your environment over the years And to you, that old couch seems normal, but to an outsider, they're like, dude, get rid of that old couch, it's disgusting. Like, that's the old couch syndrome. And so what things in your portfolio, in your style, in your approach, what are these crutches, these things that you've leaned on for too long that maybe everybody else already sees that you need to get rid of. There's an, you know, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I am just a little bit obsessed with the movie Moana. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I'm genuinely so freaking, (laughs) I loved it, it was so good. I've seen it several times because my kids made me go take them to the theater again, not because I wanted to go. Uh, but no, I love it. It's the hero's journey, which I'm a massive fan of the whole Joseph Campbell thing. If you're familiar with that, that kind of like, um, the chosen one, Zelda, Neo, Harry Potter. I'm a, I'm just obsessed with that plot line. I don't know why I love the idea of being the chosen one. Um, it's one of those bad babies, so I'm already sold, but it's just so good. And the main central question of that movie is who are you and what makes you who you are? What's your identity? And every character in that movie is wrestling with that question. And I think often in our creative work, We're so desperate to carve out our place in the market, carve out this niche, carve out our identity as a creative person, that sometimes we attach these little style moves, these little what's into our why. Our core why as a creative, our core identity, we start attaching these little tricks, these little moves, these little flourishes, these little approaches, the same kind of topics, the same approach, we, we start adding all these little things to our shell and we start thinking that that's who we are as an artist. And so the next step is looking at your portfolio and giving a fresh perspective of what are the things that I've just accepted as part of my artistic identity that were maybe just 
um, my taste three years ago. Maybe they were just some kind of trend that accidentally got lodged into my creativity and I've just been carrying it around. What are the old couches? For me personally, there were real things of like, uh, like I started using vectors all the time a few years ago and I, I just challenged that and I got rid of it. I threw it away. I was like, you know what? I'm not into vectors right now. I'm not saying I won't do them at all. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do them if the client needed it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I needed to get rid of that old couch because it wasn't my taste anymore. I wanted, to, I wanted my work to feel a little bit more organic and I wanted to enjoy the process of drawing again freehand. And that, that actually, I realized that old couch was a big source of burnout. I wasn't enjoying making the work and I wasn't enjoying the end product anymore because I just accepted that was part of my workflow. So what are the things that you've just completely grown accustomed to? The style elements, the process elements, the things that you need to, they need to go back through the court system. You need to, you need to vote all over again because we've just, that's the way we've always done it, so we're gonna keep doing it that way. What are the things that you need to take back up to the council and say, do we still do this? Is this still relevant to what we wanna be doing and where we wanna be going? Are we enjoying this process or are we sick of it? For me personally, this was massive. It's totally changed. I've never been, I haven't been this excited about the work I've been doing and the process of making it and what I've been making in probably three years. Uh, and this question was a really, really big part of it. All right, the last thing that I want you to do, step three in your <laughs> art makeover. Uh, the step three is go home. Go back home. Go get in your closet, get into the back, into that thing that you were wearing 10 years ago because it's back in fashion, baby. It's time to go back deeper into your childhood, into what you were making six or seven years ago. Go look through that old work. Go look through that stuff that you were doing and, and try to uncover some stuff that got lost along the way, something that feels exciting again, something that was attached to your identity that you want to explore again. For me personally, I've been doing a lot more psychedelic stuff again. That was stuff I was exploring early in my career. You know, I think I was um, in that kind of yellow submarine-y stuff early in my career and at some point my taste shifted and I was doing a little bit more Mary Blair uh, kind of vibes mid-century. And at some point I realized that actually the psychedelic stuff is kind of speaking to what I'm feeling and thinking about right now. This is what I'm excited about and all of a sudden my tastes are starting to revert. But the cool thing is, I don't, you don't just go home and go right back to where you were. Just like that hero's journey, you take the elixir from the journey that you've been on and you bring it back to home. So I didn't just start doing psychedelic work just like I was doing it in 2009. 
I brought that new perspective and now it feels like Mary Blair doing Yellow Submarine. And all of a sudden, there's this totally new, fresh perspective on something that was once old and it's become new again. And that, baby, is creativity, is when you create a line and a bridge between two things where there is no bridge. That connection is called creativity. So go dig deep into your closets to that stuff you haven't wore since the 70s. It's time to drag it out. It's time to revisit it. It's time to go back home. It's, kind of, it's time to dig into your roots. Go look at your old work from six or seven years ago. What's the stuff that, man, that feels new again. That feels fresh. That feels exciting. Go dig back into your influences. Go see not what was sparking you two years ago. That's not That spark's dead. It's it's not going to light you up anymore. You need to dig deeper than that. You need to say viscerally, what's inspiring me today? And look, be okay with being uncomfortable with the fact that it might not be something that you see as on trend right now or in the zone, or it might be conflicting to what you were into two years ago. But this process for me was, oh, gave me such a freaking supercharge. I was so, so pumped when I started to find this fresh inspiration from old inspiration. And uh, that has just been really massively transforming my creative work as of late. So maybe even, here's another thing. Here's another way of viewing this. Maybe there was some work or some techniques that you were trying three or four years ago that you couldn't quite pull off, so you quit. Maybe it's time to take all the ways you've grown through the journey back home, and all of a sudden, you're doing chores around the house that you couldn't do four or five years ago. I don't know where that, anal that analogy's going a weird direction, but it, <laughs> it makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to you. What I mean by that is, this journey has changed you. Maybe some of the aspirations you had three or four years ago, you can try them now and you won't believe how much you've grown. For me personally, the way that that's played out is that in my own career, you know, four years ago when I first started drawing on a um, drawing tablet, I couldn't get the type of line quality and control that I was looking for. And that's one of the reasons I turned to drawing in vectors. It was kind of a compromise because I, I wanted that, I wanted to have more control. I just started recently, I'm gonna start drawing straight onto the computer, no vectors, drawing with the, the, the tools in Photoshop, and I'm loving the control that I'm getting, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that I was developing this skill and ability over the past couple years. Just slowly, I've become more accustomed to that thing. So maybe it's time to go back Try something again that didn't work that time around. Maybe that journey has prepared you to slay that dragon that you weren't ready for three years ago. So go back home, baby. So uh, back in school times, I was, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, I was really into science. I was really into biology. Uh, you know, I picked up on all kinds of things that I didn't realize I was picking up on, like Kingdom Phylum class 
order family genus species, stuff like that, stuff like endoplasmic reticulum, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, uh, these scientific biological things. I tested out of biology uh, in high school. And it, at the time, actually, even when I was a, uh, an elementary student, as I'm talking about science, I'm starting to articulate things more properly. Uh, even, even back in grade school, I won a science award for excellence in science. And I remember getting that award and being like, what? what? I don't like science. I don't even, I, I, and it, it never occurred to me. And actually, my parents, you guys are probably wish you had had that information previously and steered me towards biology and not art, but uh, <laughs> it's too late for me now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I genuinely love science. I uh, really like biology, really interested in biology. Uh, one of the things I was really interested in was when they were trying to create a system of criteria to decide whether something was alive or not. And I was interested in the fact that like, for instance, a virus doesn't meet the standard. So a virus is technically in scientific terms, not living, but bacteria is. And there's just these rules that you have to follow in order to be classified as a living thing. One of them is like uh, moving, you have to move. If you don't move, you're not alive. And you know, even plants move, like they, they move towards the light. The, uh, even a tree, it moves really, really slowly, but it does move. Every living thing moves. And another thing that every living thing has to do is grow. If you don't grow, you're not alive. It's a characteristic of a living thing. And so today, this is my challenge. I'm challenging you to not just get on with the same way that you've always done things, get into a groove where you're stuck because that leads to decay. It leads to burnout. It leads to becoming irrelevant create creatively. It's so easy, especially seasoned professionals, just to keep clocking in doing the same thing that does the ticket. Does the ticket, that doesn't, that's nothing. That means, <laughs> that does the job, I don't know. You know, that's the ticket, does the job. That's what I was going for, something like that. Uh, but my challenge today it's not even a challenge of it's time to get ready for another marathon. It's just a challenge of, is it time for you to take a moment, take a step back and try to see the work you're doing from a fresh perspective? If you'd never seen this work, would you be into it? Are you doing things that you've just become accustomed to that you really need to let go of? Do you need to return to some things that were really, truly you? Some things that are going to light your fire all over again? I desperately believe that so much of life is a mind game. It's mind over matter. And for me, I loved this. I loved finding creative breakthrough. The only requirement necessary was a change in perspective. And so I'm encouraging you today 
maybe if you're feeling fed up, if you're feeling burnout, if you feel like, you know what, my work is terrible, I'm so sick of this crap that I'm making and it's never gonna be anything that I'm interested in, maybe, just maybe, you just need to take the glasses off. <laughs> Man, that is such an outdated theme, but I love it, it works so perfectly. Uh, this whole episode is brought to you by uh, She's All That on sale on Blu-ray now. I'm guessing it's actually not. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this uh, just lights you up, gets you set on fire, and helps you have a big old creative breakthrough. Thanks, guys. another one in the bag baby that's another creative pep talk uh guys honestly i cannot express my sheer gratitude for you guys listening to this show and supporting me thanks to the patreon backers don't forget to check that out patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash creative pep talk thanks to patreon backers for making this show happen to astropad honestly i uh I I start feeling emotional (laughs) when I start talking about how grateful I am for this thing that we've done, this weird show that I make that you guys listen to. And, you know, I get to connect with so many listeners on such a regular basis through Twitter and Instagram and email and uh, now, you know, with my MFBA students and then when I go to talks and I get to see you guys in person and and, uh, connect, this is just, just this thing of bonding in the love of creativity and support of each other uh, and cheering each other on, uh, just being a part of that has been one of the best things in my life and I'm grateful on a daily basis to be able to make this show for you guys. So thank you guys so much. I just could not be more grateful and humbled by the whole experience. So um, thanks for listening. Hope you guys love this episode. Hope it helped you. Um, I will be back soon, very soon with another interview I think is going to come next. Um, with a friend of mine who I'm thrilled to uh, interview. And um, thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and his band Y for all the theme music. And also, uh, thanks to Nate Utesh. Don't forget about Nate Utesh and his band Metavari for all the other tunes. It makes this podcast sound so good. Uh, go check them out at Metavari. No, go check them out at SoundCloud.com slash Metavari. They've got some new music that just came out, so uh, go check it out. They are fantastic. You're not gonna, you're not going to regret it. They're great music to work to. Um, that's it for me, uh, guys. Stay passionate. Stay hopeful about your creative career. I'm your Morpheus. This is my my. Pure passion is to be your Morpheus and believe that you're one, the one before you do. That is my thing. And that's why I come to this show every week to remind you there is 
a hope and a future if you keep working at it, keep practicing, keep making stuff. Um, don't stop. Stay pepped up.